Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Elemental Evan Podcast. This is your host, Evan Roberts. And on this show, I break down complex health topics from a holistic perspective. And today's episode, we're actually going to start it off with a little bit of homework. I know you thought you were done with school, but who doesn't love a little bit of homework? Trust me, though, this is going to be something easy. So first off, I want you to go find a parent, mom, dad, or whoever fills the role of being a parent figure in your life, or honestly, just anyone that is older and you care about. And go ahead and ask them to sit down on the floor without using their hands to grab anything for assistance, and then to stand up doing the same method, no hands, just standing straight up. You will be very surprised, in my opinion, to see how many people, uh, especially your parents or people who are 50, 60 years old or older, how difficult it is for them to actually do this very simple task. If you're like myself, uh, I have definitely, and I won't straight up just call them out here on the episode, but I have seen one of my parents have a pretty hard time doing this, and therefore I've given that parent a bit of an exercise to do uh, to get better at this. But nonetheless, go ahead and have one of your parents try to do this exercise and see what happens. Now, the reason I had you do this is because one of the biggest issues we're having right now with aging, I would say, is falls. And I know this sounds probably pretty random, especially if you're young and this is not something that you deal with personally, or maybe you don't have very old parents. Uh, maybe they're still in their 40s, something along those lines, and they're very able and, you know, moving around is not an issue for them. But this is truly a very serious issue. In fact, according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, the second leading cause of unintentional injury deaths worldwide is falling. And this is only second to traffic collisions. So you got accidents on the street, and then you got falling right after that. Uh, it's a pretty dramatic you know, difference there between the two, obviously. Uh, but nonetheless, falling is very, very serious. It's something that needs to be taken seriously. And it's truthfully something that can, for the most part, be avoided, right? We can do things right now, today, to actually start developing the skills needed to no longer, you know, have issues with falling, right? We can completely avoid falling altogether or at least minimize the risks of these falls. Uh, now, on top of that, it's estimated that 684,000 people die annually around the world just from falling, on top of that, we also have 37.3 million falls each year requiring medical attention. So once again, just hammering home how important this falling and uh, trying to avoid falling really is. And uh, this for me personally is something that I've seen with uh, my grandma, for example, uh, just about a month ago, she actually fell and had to get, I think it was like 10 or 15 stitches in her leg. Uh, so this is a very serious issue, something that hits home for me personally. And, you know, when it comes to my parents' health, uh, I always try to kind of take on the role of educating them and, you know, kind of being there for them because obviously they helped raise us and get us to the point that we are. So uh, this is my little give back to my parents and also to your parents as well or whoever it is in your life that could be 50, 60 plus um, and, you know, is, is uh struggling with having mobility and being able to just do the things that they enjoy doing, or maybe they're afraid of doing these things because of fear of falling. So if you are interested in hearing 
these four different exercises that I have for trying to avoid falling and also just making sure that we're able to minimize the uh, injury or risk of a fall, then go ahead and stay tuned. I'm going to cover all four of these different exercises. And before we jump straight into those exercises, though, I wanted to mention there's multiple reasons for why a person might fall. Uh, of course, you have poor vision, you have, um, you know, people who are maybe on a medication as well, and that can make them drowsy, you could have a slow reaction time, uh, you could have loss of muscle mass, there's so many different things that could really affect a person and uh, affect their ability to catch themselves from falling or to uh, stop from falling altogether. But what we're really going to focus on today is mainly two things, and that is going to be balance and the maintenance of muscle mass and bone density. And those can all be accomplished through physical workouts. And I want to explain this very clearly so I don't scare anyone away. This is not a super time demanding thing. You can spend very little time on this every single day and it will have a massive benefit for you. And also you don't need to spend any money to do any of the exercise I'm about any of the exercises I'm about to talk about. So if you really wanted to go to a gym and get a membership because that just works for you best, then by all means, go get yourself a membership. I think that's a great way of staying active and really getting around a bunch of people that are you know concerned about their health and trying to stay active as well. But you do not need to spend any money. You can do all of these exercises at home very simply. Uh, there's nothing super crazy here. We're really going to be fo uh, focusing on functional movement. So movements that are very useful. We use them in our day-to-day -day lives. And the very first one is going to be simply to, like I gave you with homework, sit down and stand up without using your hands. So if your parent or elder is uh, having difficulty sitting down on the floor, let's say you ask them to sit on the floor and, and stand back up and they had a, a lot of difficulty doing so, then Definitely, I would recommend having them to start out very slow, use a piece of furniture or even a person to assist in these workouts. This is for someone who really has a difficult time just sitting down and standing up off of the floor. But if you are someone who is at least somewhat capable of doing this, then the way you would do it is you're going to take one foot and step it back like you're in a lunge pose. So the front knee is kind of bent. And then you're going to simply bend that back knee until it touches the floor, bring the other knee in the front next to the, the knee that's already on the ground, and then you're gonna be sitting on your knees, like on your legs, and then if you want, you can sweep out the legs at that point and come seated onto your butt, uh, or you could stay on your knees, whatever works best for you, and then from there, just simply do that in reverse. So once again, go ahead and pop one leg up, and then lift the other one and come to a standing pose. If you can do this with no hands, but it's slightly difficult for you, then that's good. Um, go ahead and keep practicing this, right? This is something that you really only need to do like 10 to 20 reps of these a day. Uh, that is what I have tried to tell my parent to do uh, is to simply do about 10 to 20 of these every single day because these are going to help fortify those muscles and keep them in use making sure that you're still able to have that mobility and also have the strength to, let's say, God forbid, you did fall down. Uh, one of the big issues is people have a really hard time getting back up and they're not able to get uh, reach out and get help. So hence, it can be a very serious and fatal incident. Uh, so making sure that we're able to get down to the floor and up off the floor 
is very, very crucial. Now, if you have someone who's super capable in your life, you're this parent or guardian or whatever it may be, uh, then of course you could have them do things like Turkish get-ups, pistol squats. Uh, there's so many different kinds of ways of getting down to the ground and standing back up uh, that are really beneficial for the body. And I'm not gonna go into those right now. Feel free to go on YouTube and look up uh, Turkish get-up or pistol squat and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, but then we're gonna move into number two, which is going to be to simply balance on one leg. So I really don't care how you do this. There's so many different ways of doing it. Uh, you could literally just do a tree pose, which if you're not familiar with yoga, uh, you literally stand on one leg and you take your other leg, you bend your knee and you place that foot either if you're able to above your knee or below your knee, but don't place your foot right on your knee. And you're just gonna stand on one foot like that, so kind of making a figure four with your legs, and you can bring your hands heart center if you want, lift them up above your head, whatever works best for you, and really just trying to get onto one leg and allow our foot to really find that fine movement with the little ligaments and muscles and everything, uh, trying to find its balance and uh, keeping your body upright. Now for a young person, this might not sound like a very difficult task, but as you get older, this is increasingly more difficult. So if you are someone who is prone to falling, please stand near a wall, stand near a piece of furniture that you can easily grab to catch yourself if you're going to fall. And go ahead and do this on both sides. Do one minute on one leg and one minute on the other leg. Uh, you could also do a warrior three pro, uh, pose, which is also a yogic pose. So to do a warrior three pose, simply stand up straight. Go ahead and forward fold until you're at a 90 degree angle at the hips and then lift up one of your back legs, whichever one you care to start with, uh, so that it is shooting out directly behind you so that your body should essentially look like a T, uh, capital letter T. And this is warrior three pose. You can keep your hands out by your sides, kind of parallel with your body. And once again, try to hold this for about a minute on each leg. Uh, it can be a challenging pose, uh, so be careful with this one as well. And you know, like I said, there's so many different ways of balancing on one foot. You can get very creative with this. Uh, you can also like try walking on not necessarily a balance beam because if someone has difficulty with falling, I don't want someone up on a balance beam. But nonetheless, you could find something like even the curb outside uh, right where it goes into the gutter. There's usually a line on the other side. So it kind of creates this like six foot, uh, sorry, six inch like width of a walkway, you could try to walk on that and try to balance on that. Um, that could be a great way to practice your balance. You can also, there's these new devices that look like a half cylinder of cork, basically. And you can go ahead and set it down on the uh, on the floor, uh, flat side down, and then stand on it with one foot and allow your toes to really reach out and grip this uh, half cylinder shaped uh, uh, tool. And this is going to really help your feet to expand and really spread out your toes. And it's really also going to uh, make it work a lot harder because it's on an uneven surface. So another just really great way to get on one leg and balance. Personally, I don't care which one you choose, just do it. So one minute, each leg, not a lot of time. If you're looking at these two exercises that I've just gone over, sitting down and standing up, plus this uh, balancing on one leg, you're probably at not even five minutes right now. So still a very short amount of time. And then moving into number three is a very functional movement, and that is simply picking things up. If you do work out, this is basically a deadlift. Uh, so if you're not familiar with what a deadlift is, what I would like you to do is 
for the person, you want to find a weight that is not going to be super heavy that, you know, it's difficult for them to actually lift this item, but you also don't want it to be so light that it's just like, you know, picking nothing up basically. Uh, so finding a happy medium there uh, for the average uh, person, this might fall somewhere, you know, depending on how old you are, anywhere from about 10 pounds up to about 30, 35 pounds. Um, if you're much more capable than that, then of course you can bump that weight up and do some serious deadlifting. Uh, but nonetheless, the goal here is that we're going to set the weight right in front of us. You're going to have your feet about hip width distance, and then you're going to uh, start to bend at the knees. And as you're reaching down for the weight, you're going to hinge at the hips a bit. You're going to keep your, uh, your entire torso straight and chest kind of facing up as much as possible. You're going to grab onto the weight, and then you're going to try to keep your gaze straight or up, and then stand up lifting through the legs to lift up this weight and go ahead and rep out, you know, 10 to 15 of those, however much you would like. And uh, this is really just a great practice for lifting things off the ground, which is a very common thing for us, right? Even if you go grocery shopping, you have to lift the grocery bag up um, and carry it up some stairs, whatever it may be. So making sure that we are lifting heavy things off of the ground is a very, very great practice. There's also a lot of mobility uh, that you, is required for that, even though you might not think about it. And what we really want to focus on here is form. You don't want to be doing this fast. You don't want to have poor form and, you know, just kind of swinging the weight around. You want to be very intentional with it. Go slow and, you know, take your time with this exercise to really go through the full motion and develop the correct muscles uh, and the correct posture for this. And another really uh, great practice for lifting things up is, you know, taking a weight and having it on one side of your body. And so you're standing up, you can reach down, grab that weight, and then lift it up and twist your torso like you're placing something up on a shelf. It's almost like you grab something on your, on your left side and you're lifting it up and setting it up on a shelf uh, high above your head on the right-hand side of your body. And then you can take that weight and set it back down on your right-hand side and then do it over to the left and just kind of repeat this process. So now you're getting a cross-body movement with the weight. Uh, this is going to be very beneficial as well. And once again, it's lifting something up and putting it up in a high area, right? This is a common movement that we do all the time. So now we're coming to number four, which is the last workout that I'm going to provide for you all today. And this is something I talk about all the time on this podcast, which is to simply go walk, get outside, go for a walk, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you can do is super, super beneficial for you. Walking can literally after a meal help you to lower your blood pressure, um, to lower your, sorry, lower your bl uh, blood glucose spike. Sorry, not uh, blood pressure necessarily, but blood glucose spikes after you eat a meal, especially if it's very carbohydrate or sugar heavy. Uh, it can help even with uh, some anxiety and stress. Uh, Andrew Huberman speaks a lot about this where the movement of, you know, houses and trees that go past your eyes as you're walking has a very calming effect on, I believe, the nervous system of your body. So it's great for your blood glucose levels. It's great for uh, stress. And on top of that, it's also a great way to get some exercise. Your body literally expects you to walk. It is the most basic movement that we have. If we weren't able to walk, we would probably die because that means we couldn't forage, we couldn't hunt, we couldn't do some of the very basic things. We are living in a three-dimensional world and it requires us to move around and the most basic form of movement is walking. So your body literally expects you to walk. 
to not walk is to deprive it of what it's expecting. And on top of that, muscles are very energy demanding. So if you are not utilizing certain muscles over an extended period of time, your body is going to eventually stop taking care of those muscles, right? It's going to break them down and you're no longer going to have those muscles because your body is very smart and it knows that if you're not using something, why spend all of this caloric energy in trying to maintain these muscles if you're never even going to use them, right? So the goal here is to be very consistent with these practices, go for these walks, go for, uh, you know, trying to do the sit down and stand up, balancing on one leg, all these different things. Be as consistent as possible. Try not to go too long of a period of time without uh, doing these exercises. And they're very simple, right? They're nothing super crazy. They don't require a ton of time. And they're going to have a huge return of return on investment for every single one of these. And of course, I know if you're young, these are not going to be the most sexy type of you know workouts here, obviously. But what we're really focusing on here is making sure that as we age and get older, we're still able to do the things that we really enjoy doing, right? Whether that's going and playing with your kids or your grandkids, right? Being able to lift them up, being able to throw a ball, being able to go for a walk, right? A walk on the beach. That's you know, a very enjoyable thing. And, and it's unfortunate that some people are not able to do that. You know, it's um, we're really focusing on also trying to make sure we're able to uh, do some of the really basic things like navigate around our own house, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are basically bedridden or maybe they have to use a walker and they're very limited in, you know, where they can go even within their own house. So that is what these practices are for, right? Of course, going to the gym, lifting heavy weights, doing different kinds of exercises, they're super beneficial for you and absolutely keep doing them. But it's also very important for us to remember that we need to do some of these functional movements. We might not think about it very often, but, you know, being able to sit down on the floor and stand back up without any hands. Um, you might be surprised, but even some people who are uh, 30 years and younger uh, can have trouble doing this, right? And usually it's a flexibility or mobility issue, not necessarily a muscle issue. Uh, but nonetheless, these are things that we still need to practice and uh, keep these skills developed, right? These are things that we should be practicing every single day. And you can even incorporate them into your day-to-day -day life, right? You can sit down on the floor <laughs> and get back up. Uh, maybe if you sit down on the floor to watch TV or whatever it may be, um, and you're able to lift heavy things in your house when you're cleaning your house, uh, you're able to balance on one leg. Uh, well, nothing really requires that so much, but nonetheless, you can do it. And uh, these are great skills to practice and to really hone and make sure that you can keep them for the rest of your life. So go ahead and find your parent, give them these exercises, tell them to do them, make sure they do them so that they can take care of not only themselves, but also of you and your grandkids and everyone else to come after that. Um, and that way they can live a life that's hopefully as most pain-free as possible and also so that they can do the things that they enjoy even later on in life. And I wanted to take also a minute to talk about bone density, which there's a lot of exercises that are going to help bone density, right? Just putting pressure on bones is going to help with the density, uh, but really also focusing on 
eating high quality foods is going to be very important here. So making sure that we're eating enough protein for our muscle mass, and then also making sure we're getting enough minerals in our diet, whether that's from, uh, you know, different plants, uh, as well as, you know, some salts have uh, high levels of minerals. And uh, there's a lot of foods out there that are really mineral dense, and would be very beneficial to add into your diet to make sure that we're keeping our bones uh, dense and stable and capable of carrying our bodies around, right? Carrying all of our muscles around. So uh, the bone density is a whole other portion of this that I won't really get into today too deep, but just wanted to mention really focusing on a healthy diet that is going to be giving minerals as opposed to stripping is going to be very important. Best way to do this, focus on eating whole foods, right? These are things that are close to the earth, like an apple, an orange, lettuce, uh, if you eat meat, then beef and uh, you know, salmon, these are things that we really want to focus on. They're from the earth. They're very recognizable. You can go find them out in the wild. Um, however, uh, ultra processed food, that's the thing we want to stay away from. So that's things like Oreos and cereals and whatnot. The things that you would never find naturally out in the wild. Those are the things that you want to try to avoid. And one of my favorite things to eat that has a ton of minerals and vitamins is spirulina and chlorella. They have 40 plus vitamins and minerals in them as well. Spirulina does have all nine essential amino acids, making it a complete protein. So it does have a lot of protein in it. However, I don't take spirulina specifically for the protein purpose because uh, you would have to take a ton of spirulina to get that level of protein. But nonetheless, it does have a ton of vitamins and minerals in it. And it also has a lot of chlorophyll, which is really great for, great for cleansing the blood. And honestly, makes me feel great. I love taking energy bits, uh, spirulina and chlorella. It's something I literally take every single day. It's a non-negotiable for me. And I would highly recommend finding a food that is mineral uh, dense and going ahead and sticking to that. If you wanna grab yourself some spirulina and chlorella, then feel free to head over to energy bits. I'll have them linked in the show notes. You'll get a 20% discount code just for being a listener of the show. That's my thank you to all of you. And uh, yeah, like I said, go find your parents, give them these workouts, get them eating some healthy foods, and uh, they'll live a long, happy, healthy life. That's the goal here. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. To give the brief breakdown and actionable steps, we want to make sure that we are getting our parents to sit down and stand up, hopefully without hands. We're also going to want them to balance on one leg. We're going to want them to pick up things, nothing that's too heavy, but pick things up and walk as much as possible. Get out there, walk. Uh, a little tip as well, if there are hills around you, walk up those backwards. It can be very good for the muscles around the knee, and some people even say that it can be uh, very helpful for knee pain. So walking backwards up hills can be something uh, to add in there as well. And also focus on your diet. Um, Getting some mineral-rich foods can be really good for bone density, as well as doing these exercises can help with bone density. So anyways, that's going to do it for today's episode, y'all. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I will see you on the next episode next week. And if you haven't already, please subscribe uh, to the show. It's uh, very easy to do in whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Just go ahead and hit subscribe there. Uh, that way you don't miss any of these episodes. And please leave a review and a rating. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave a written review, which I love to see and to read all of those. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to me if you have any topics you want me to speak more about or if you have any general questions, I'm also happy to just answer those. Uh, so until then, I'll see you all on the next episode. Thank you so much. 
for tuning into this episode. Really, really appreciate it. And you already know the motto of the show. It's do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. All right, y'all. Have a good one. See you on the next one. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. Thank you.